Hello, this is Red Bartlett, and this audio is of 3LO's broadcast of Sydney or South Melbourne versus Collingwood Round 8, 1982, on the 16th of May. The commentators include Graeme Smokey Dawson, special comments from Gareth Andrews, and also former Richmond and Port Melbourne player John Caulfield. This audio was provided to me by Tony Curtis, who taped it directly off the radio upon its initial broadcast, and those tapes were stored away for some 40 years, and I've just managed to digitise this tape as well. So let's go to the third quarter. Here is 3LO's broadcast. Looking along fairly well administratively too, which is an observation I can make from that uh, one of those positions which I hold. And uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling a bit of excitement uh, myself today uh, for the Swans, but uh, the heartfelt uh, stuffers, of course, uh, uh, with the magpies, and that uh, that hurt. Well, uh, can you see in the next few weeks when the magpies get some of their stars back uh, playing uh, an improvement, or is this, this attitude thing going to continue until the end of the season when we may get some changes? Well, to me, it's it's like a disease, and uh, and it spreads until such time it's arrested, and it can be arrested by a number of different factors. Sometimes the relatively you know unknown thing can can do it, and perhaps it happened to the Swans this year with the trouble they had, uh, uh, just banded them all together. I know they're a pretty tightly knit group of fellows uh, from my, my contact with them. Yes, it seems, um, Stan, that they virtually need a clean out at this stage, Collingwood. They've talked about, they've really just gone on over the last few years and even in the grand finals, they've reached grand finals and everyone's been sli slightly surprised. And um, there's always just been that slight feeling that there is uh, a bit of trouble at Collingwood and I think that uh, it's all happened in one foul swoop and perhaps 1982 might be the season in which they realise that it, uh, it is that disease and they have to do something about it now. I agree totally, uh, Gareth, yes. Uh, Stan, can you see, uh, talking about the Swans, uh, wearing your other hat, that uh, the Swans are going to uh, have a tremendous home ground advantage here and it might be sufficient to uh, get them close to making the finals uh, by winning enough games in Melbourne. Oh yes, I think that they're a strong challenger for the five. I think they've got uh, skillful players and that's the difference between South and Collingwood at the moment, that uh, the skill level is higher at South Melbourne than it is at uh, Collingwood for some reason. But uh, then again, that attitude thing might just uh, play a part in that as well. One of the Magpies, a uh, few good players in that first half, was one of your better cricketers, I notice, uh, in Neil Peart. He's Neil Peart. Uh, done a pretty good job at centre-half back. Oh, yes. He's a solid trier, Neil, and, uh, and uh, I think uh, attitude's one thing that, uh, that we can talk about with Neil because he, he is a fellow that, uh, in the cricket field, could play for Victoria and possibly go further if he just uh, believes in his own ability. He's certainly got all of the talent, and uh, he's a... He's showing us now on the football field just what it what happens if you really put your head down and try. And he's one of the Collingwood players that's doing that. Okay, Stan. Thanks uh, for coming up to join us. And uh, I know our friend the Portland Bear will have enjoyed to hear you uh, here at halftime. And uh, may your racing ventures be successful. <laughs> uh, Thank the, you, Dan. With the halftime score at the Sydney Cricket Ground, it's the Swans 11 15 81, Collingwood 4 9 33. Let's uh, return to our 3 studios in Melbourne where John Waters has the uh, VFA halftime scores and uh, one or two items of interest from overseas. Thanks, Graham. And in uh, VFA First Division round six at halftime... Uh... With no one to really aim for, goes up close to the boundary line. It's gathered by Smith for Collingwood. 
he gets back onto his left boot which is his natural kicking style up towards the half back and a push in the back to Carter we will take the free kick and my word has he been a solid defender today for the Swans Rod Carter former Fitzroy player towards setter half forward towards another former Fitzroy player and Craig Batty beautifully gathered by Tony Maud long kick towards goal round shepherding good play Stewart is just strong enough to keep round away and the ball off hands through for a behind first score of the third term Swans 11 16 82 Collingwood 49 33 Stewart puts the ball back a magnificent raking torpedo punt up to the center of the ground as the ball taken away here by the magpies through Dalkin Dalkin up towards the forward line knocked away there with a chance there for Dacos dropping the ball he was looking for against Carter but umpire Howe will have none of that as the two those two players Dacos and Carter fall on the ball half forward line for the magpies and umpire Peter Howe will bounce the ball that he does Barry Beacock punched away by hit from him by rucking Derek Shaw and the ball goes over the boundary line out of bounds from Shaw's punch Shaw will do the ruck work again against Beecroft. Beecroft taps the ball over, but here's the chance here for a near of Collingwood. The ball beaten to the ball by his teammate in Allen. Allen swings back and with a long kick, left footer up towards the forward line. Tony Shaw up there with a the big man and a snap oh. there for a goal by Derek Small was smothered and defensive play by the Swan sees the ball go out of bounds on the full and a free kick will go to Collingwood. That smother was by... Uh Derek Shaw's teammate in Miles. Well, uh, I Garrett. thought it was, Graham, yep. but I didn't want to call it that way because it looked... Um, it looked <laughs> you wouldn't like believe it. it. No, I didn't believe it. Collingwood <laughs> are doing some unbelievable things here today as Chris Dalton, however, has a chance to make amends as he's lining up from a very acute angle, deep in the forward pocket, goes across the face of goal. The goal umpire says mine. One behind the result. The Magpies 4-10-34. The Swans 11-16-82. Windbanks goes short. Out there to Nisham, all on his own at half back in front of that big scoreboard. Goes for the hand pass to Ackley. It's a bit balloony. Puts Ackley under pressure, who's dispossessed by Lovett. Good play by Lovett. And his pass in towards Shaw goes uh, across the line and out of bounds for a throw. And Nisham, uh, three or four times today, has uh, hand passed occasionally to put his teammates under pressure. But uh, he's getting the tempo of the game. This is only his second senior match discounting uh, Tuesday night's game. Boundary throw in. Not a very long one. Shaw goes in against Beecroft. Browning gets back onto his left foot somehow. Threads the ball back towards the wing. Dennis Carroll nearly takes the mark. Chance for Collingwood to come away through Teasdale. A hand pass goes out to Pitt, who uh, is well shepherded for. He uh, is grabbed without the football. He deserved that. He played pretty strongly for that uh, ball. Had his eyes on it all the way. Free kick to Pitt. The half-back has moved into attack over the centre, almost up to half-forward. On the boundary line, out of sight, underneath the big showground clock. He kicks the ball in towards uh, full forward. A Beecroft not paid. Coming away is Paul Moore, who hand-passes straight to a Collingwood player. And Allen, whose right foot kick <coughs> isn't all that flash, but like uh, Ronnie Weirmouth's left-footer. Ball punched away by the Swans' defence. Pack falls. Umpire Howe comes in to bounce. That famous Ronnie Wearmouth left-foot kick. And Graham Allen <laughs> looks as happy to be kicking on his right foot as, as Ronnie, Ronnie Wearmouth with his left. left. You're quite right. As the ball is bounced. And Barry Beecroft comes around, but there's a chance here for Carter coming through. Bullocky work as he gets the ball oh. away. Scragged is Barry Beecroft. But finally, Graham Allen with a snap 
shot for goal. He's happier there because he was on his left foot. But he can't have been happy enough because it wasn't accurate. And another behind goes on the Collingwood scoreboard. 4-10-34 to the Swans 11-16-82. Interesting that Gareth has been a reluctance to pay trips or grabbing round the leg. And it did appear as if Barry Breekoff was brought down quite clearly around the leg. Barham goes after the ball. He's got it. Well played, Barham. Puts it under his arm. Runs about 30 metres. Fires at goal and just misses from the Barongal stand side. Quiet in the second term. A great first quarter by Barham. And a nice piece of play there. But resulting in just a behind. 4-11-35 now. Collingwood 11-16-82 Swans. Graham, I think that score could be 4-12. Um, the scoreboard yep. on the left has got 36. I think we'll call it as 412. You're right. 36 to the Swans 11 16. 82 as Barry Beecroft takes the mark on the half back flank for the Swans. Beecroft for the ball now. There's a bit of a scrimmage upfield here between. Well, I can see Graham Teasdale's in the middle of it. In comes Craig Brad Braddy. He was the using other one. His body. He was the other one. Gets the ball thrown into his head by <laughs> Teasdale. And Ian Robinson says, Come on, boys, settle down and I'll bounce the ball, and those two protagonists are going to go up together. No, they're not, because Browning goes up, gets the tap down. Chance here for the Swans through Smith as the ball's taken away finally by the Magpies and a mark in the centre wing by mm. Pierce. He gets the ball wide out to Taylor. Taylor putting the ball up towards the half-forward flank. Chance for Dacos, nearly takes the mark, gets a shove in the back. But defensive play by Rod Carter again gets the Swans out of trouble as he gets it over to Stevie Wright. He gets a high tackle. Well, he got a high tackle, but the umpire says no. He's going to bounce the ball much to the dismay of the very parochial Swan crowd here. Brought his palm down to Reese Jones. Grab without the football. David Reese Jones takes the free at half back for the Swans. And there's a bit of how do you do? between Banks, Worthington and Beecroft and they'll be accommodated, uh, I'm sure. Ball right across on the other side of the ground. Good umpiring by Ian Robinson. He's going after the ball. Peter Howe has pulled out the notebook. There's going to be a report there as a mark is taken by uh, Bernie Evans. The man is being brought back on the mark, Williams, with the socks up. And he's going to have a word to a couple. Banks has won. The notebook did come up. Out the full forward. Mark not paid. Is there going to be a free kick to Barry Round? He's going back as if it's his. Yes, it is. Barry Round will get a free kick. Push in the back, says umpire Robinson. Teasdale holds his head. Stewart pumps the ball back to him. And the man on the mark is 25 metres out from goal. Round is directly in front of the Swan skipper and Brownlow medalist five in the first half. And he puts it right through for goal number six to Barry Round and goal number 12 to the Swans. 12-16-82. And as Gareth suggests, the scoreboard is incorrect. It's 4-12-36 to Collingwood. And we've gone eight minutes in the third term here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Nothing running right for Collingwood. Uh, they've done five minutes of attacking there in the, in the, in the third quarter, uh, only to bring up a couple of uh, behinds. South Melbourne goes straight into attack. Uh, Round was infringed with while going for the mark. The result was a goal to uh, South Melbourne. Teasdale with a tap out for the Magpies, but again it's Browning. What a magnificent player is Mark Browning as his long kick goes up towards the forward line. And a courageous mark there by Wayne Carroll. Wayne Carroll in the forward pocket for the Swans. Takes the mark and he will have another shot for goal. 25 metres out, 45 degree angle and a chance to notch up the Swans' 13th goal. Wayne Carroll already kicked two in the first half. Lining up for his third goal for the Swans. 
Steadies, and he puts it straight through the centre, and the Swans go further ahead. 13 goals, 16-94. They're 59 points leaders over the Magpies. Collingwood, four goals, 11-35, and three goals to Wayne Carroll. Good effort by Carroll. It was a fine mark. He was under pressure, running backwards, the ball going away from him. He had a Collingwood defender coming out at him, and it just goes to show the determination of this, this South Melbourne side and the confidence, and not only that, but the, the ability of all of them to not only move the ball, but have an understanding of where the ball's going when they're positioning it. From the bounce, it's tapped away by Beecroft. Comes out to Reese Jones, trying to thread his way through the pack. The ball is held to him. A strong tackle by Peart. Reese Jones gets up as cool as a cucumber. Umpire Robinson comes in and will bounce. The Swans slightly on the attacking side of the centre circle. Swans acting runner Ron Thomas working overtime. Bounces thumped forward by Beecroft. Bounces cleverly tapped forward by Wright. In comes Tony Moorwood. Wright dives on the ball. Umpire Robinson says he'll bounce a little wide. Offset a half forward as Taylor fell on it for Collingwood. Gets up, passes it across to Ian Robinson. Gingerly holding his back as the acting magpie skipper. There's the bounce, Teasdale and Beecroft. Beecroft up high, palmed away though by Teasdale. Tony Moorwood intercepts, hand pass to Dennis Carroll. High kick by Carroll is well offline and out of bounds on the full. Right forward pocket for the Swans. Free kick to be taken by Craig Stewart in the last line of defence. 13-16-94 to 4-12-36. The Swans well in control. Beautiful long kick by Stewart back towards the centre. Off hand that's taken by Dacos. Gets the hand pass across to Ania. Ania from inside the centre. Drives it up towards full forward. Up over the top. The high leaper there was Fellows. It's hand pass by Carter. Cleverly. Browning tidies up superbly. Doesn't uh, look for the lead from Reese Jones, but sees Neesham. But brilliant play by uh, Barham. Mark quite rightly not paid. Grabbed by Evans. Hand pass to Neesham. He wants to go back. He does to, to Bernie Evans. Bernie Evans from the grandstand wing, a long high kick. Tony Moorwood has to contest and does so superbly to take the mark in front of Taylor at half forward in front of the members stand. In front of Bob Radford's office in that members stand. New South Wales Cricket Association secretary, the long kick by Moorwood up to full forward. Taken away by Miles for Collingwood. His kick back towards the centre eludes Teasdale. In comes Beecroft that eludes him, grabbed by Neesham. Long hand pass comes out, look out says Bernie Evans, he's outnumbered 4-1 to one. and he grabs it, but Evans tackles well the ball comes back towards uh, Big Bob Beecroft, Barry Beecroft goes through the pack, gets the hand pass away, grabbed by Dalkin, Dalkin threads the hand pass to Smith, got a very strong right foot kicker Reese Jones come through, does it beautifully superbly gets it across the right he's pushed in the back, and a free kick to little Stevie Wright, who you'll always find putting his body in, 94 to 36 at the 12 minute mark of the third term at the Sydney Cricket Ground Stevie Wright with the ball for the Swans. Half forward flank. 45 metres out. Chance to score a goal. He sees the lead up forward. And that lead is taken. And the mark there is taken by Craig Brady. Brady, the centre half forward for the Swans. Got in front of his opponent, P at that time. And Brady in a better position than Wright with a chance to score. 25 metres out from goal. Craig Brady yet to score a goal today. Can he make it his first this time? The umpire's going to call it back again, I think, because Peart came over the mark, and that's what Ian Robinson has done. Umpire Robinson takes Peart back 15 metres, and, of course, the opportunity again for Craig Brady to score a goal for the Swans. They're looking for their 14th goal to bring up the triple figures. Very appropriate in front of the Noble and Bradman stands. 
as Braddy lines up again. Is he more accurate this time? Yes, he is, says the goal umpire. As it goes through, just snuck through. 14 goals, 16, 100 the Swans to Collingwood for 11.35. Bad play by Piet, that. Uh, it put, put the uh, South Melbourne uh, forward in a much better position to kick for goal. On the first occasion, he'd certainly been astray and only kicked it behind, but that extra 20 yards made the difference, and uh, the result, of course, was another goal to Wayne Carroll. So it's all Swans here at the... 13-minute mark of the third term, 14-16-100 to 4-12. I think we make it, Gareth. I think you're right there. My uh, tally of behinds is, uh, is 12 as umpire Peter Howe. Looks like he's got a new footy to restart. Beecroft doing well in the ruck. The bounce favours him on this occasion. He pushes the ball down, but it's a uh, nice intercept by Tony Shaw. His right foot kick is up towards uh, full forward. Up goes uh, Derek Shaw, Windbank's a bit strong, hand, uh, stands his ground and cleverly gets the ball away to Reese Jones. His kick though is not a particularly uh, good one, although he was under a lot of pressure and it was with his left foot. It's marked by Tony Shaw, who plays it in towards Banks, who is beautifully spoiled by Carter. In comes Dalkin, dispossesses Carter, Graham Allen is playing the ball in front of him. Hand passed away by uh, Bernie Evans, no throws as the umpire. Bernie Evans says, well I tried to hand pass it. And it's a free kick to Graham Allen at set a half forward for the Magpies. He might have tried, but he threw it. And Allen with the ball now. And a chance for a goal for the Magpies. They desperately need one. A magnificent kick for two Swans against one Magpie. And that poor Collingwood player, Derek Shaw, had no chance as the ball rolls over the goal line. And the result behind takes Collingwood to 4-13-37. The Swans 14-16-100. The kick out this time by Ackley is a poor one, but it falls into the arm of Fashini. He gets mm. a hand pass away, but Collingwood with the opportunity. Tony Shaw in there, gathers in with his left hand. A dummy balk there by Dacos. Dacos with a snap for goal is wide. And that was a real Dacos opportunity, but he didn't make the most of it that time because his kick was wide and the Magpies continue to stay in the doldrums. Four goals, 14-38 Collingwood. The Swans, 14-16-100. And the Magpies have kicked one goal since quarter time as the ball comes back out into play again. And the mark is taken half-back flank for the Swans by Ackley. Ackley on the, the hillside of the ground. His long high kick goes uh, up towards the wing position. It's stumped away by the Magpie defence. It goes down to where Anir is leading in the race for the ball. He tries hard to keep it in play. He does keep it in play. Nice effort that by Anir. Puts the ball in towards centre-half forward. Out comes Banks. Claims the mark and has been paid. This is Dennis Banks, wide of centre-half forward for Collingwood. Socks down, he's got no one to kick the ball to, which has been the Magpie's story all day. Now Shaw leads out, off hands, Worthington forward pocket, hand pass, who to? South Melbourne player, who knocks the ball through for a behind. Well, he had no one to give it to. Graham Allen and Dacos were there, but they were both covered. And so the hand pass from Worthington was able to be forced through for a behind. Four goals, 15-39 Collingwood. 14-16-100 Swans and Beecroft who's enjoying a run on the ball, the big fellow Barry Beecroft marks the kick in at half back on that outer side. Plays the ball back in towards the centre of the ground looking for Braddy. It's tapped away from him but it comes down to Dawkins. Dawkins hand passes to Tony Shaw. Shaw from centre half forward. His kick is wobbly. Worthington unopposed. Drops a sitter and the ball goes off his hands 
and across the line and out of bounds. And Max Cruz is giving a bit of latitude away there to an opponent. And he's uh, just having a talk to Winbanks and working out who they meant to be picking up, uh, either Worthington or Derek Shaw. Boundary throwing right beside the behind post, left forward pocket for the Magpies. Shaw can test, grabs it, finds the opposition a bit tough. Winbanks takes the ball away. His high kick comes out to Reese Jones. Barham's got the right over the top. Reese Jones in front, got to be paid. Correct decision. Front man, John, you can't yes, play against yes, him. Yes, I agree with you on this occasion, Graham. <laughs> Thanks very much, John. Hand pass Bruce Jones to Ackerley, who gets around Dalkin. Dalkin's played pretty well in the centre this quarter for the Collingwood side. Up towards half forward, the kick by uh, Ackerley. Taken off the hands of the pack by Stevie Wright. The Tony Moore, oops-a-daisy. He is beautifully tackled and will get a free kick given against him. Fair enough to Michael Taylor to get the free kick. Moore were just taking one step too long and you can't afford to do that even at the Sydney Cricket Ground against Collingwood. That's right, even this Collingwood <laughs> side at the moment. There's Beecroft flying up there. Paul Moorwood in there with a oh. chance for the Swans. There's a push in the back. Oh. Moorwood with the ball now. Gets held to him and umpire Robinson will come in and bounce. There's an opportunity for a couple of frees there for the Swans. They weren't seen by umpire Robinson, who's having a bit of a chat to Tony Shaw at the moment. I don't know what for. Shaw would be like many of his Collingwood teammates, very frustrated, but at least he can hold his head high because he's given it a bit of a go. The ball's bounced. Worthington doing the ruck work, but punched away from him, back to where the ball goes into the arms of Williams, and he's jumped on, his back is jumped on, and he will take the free kick. Williams with a kick, up towards the half-forward line. Chance there over the head of Reese Jones. Barham with it now. Barham running out wide with a snapshot for goal. Looks pretty good, but goes across the face of goal. David Ackley's got it covered. It beats him. No, it doesn't. Doesn't go over the boundary line. He's got metres to his Collingwood opposition. He bounces twice, loses the ball, regathers it, kicks up towards the half-forward line. Chance here for a teammate, and the mark is taken up there by the Swans, and that player is Wayne Carroll. Carroll with the ball now, pushes it out wide, and Greg Smith will take the ball midway between centre, centre-half forward. All the attacking done by the Swans as the ball goes out, this time to Tony Morwood. Sorry, Gareth, it's Dennis Carroll. Gave you a bit of wrong information. Dennis Carroll with the ball now. On the half-forward flank for the Swans. Has a long shot for goal. It's going to go right up to the full forward line. There's a high pack of players. The ball's taken away, and the umpire has seen a mark, and that will go to Craig Stewart. Craig Stewart, last line of defence for the Magpies. Stewart with the ball now. Wobbly old kick finds Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw making good position that time as he gets the ball, a hand pass out to Graham Allen. Graham Allen with a long kick down towards the half forward line to the Magpies. Over Banks' head. Banks with a chance again, but he's put under a lot of pressure by Wright Carter and the ball goes over the boundary line to be thrown in and that's what happens every time the ball comes onto that Magpie forward line. Swan pressure comes into play and the Magpies lose the opportunity as they trail 100 points the Swans 14-16, 100 to the Magpies 4-14-38. Dalkin has a shot at goal and again it is offline and through for another behind. I think, uh, Gareth, we decided that it was 4-16, now 40, 4-16-40. Collingwood to 14-16-100. So that's a 10-goal lead to the Swans at the 19-minute mark of the third term. Browning, straight down the ground he goes. And uh, it's uh, Greg Smith being dispossessed. That comes out uh, 
to Smith for Collingwood with a right foot kick towards centre half forward. If it wasn't a mark, it should have been a free to Cruz. Nishima hand pass, intercepting his Dolphin, doing pretty well. Cleverly gets the ball back towards Smith. He loses it to Nisham, who gets a short kick uh, forward, going after it is Lovett. Does well to gather, spin back onto his uh, right boot and send a long kick into over half forward. Ackerley there, off his hands to Paul Morwood, who cleverly gets the quick hand pass back to Winbanks. Dennis Carroll makes position, but the Winbanks kicks a bit wide, out to halfback on the outer side of the ground. Dennis Carroll cleverly keeps the ball in. Yes, he does. Oh, what superb play as he runs away from Miles. He has one bounce, two bounces. Pace and skill by Dennis Carroll. A long kick to full forward. Round and Stewart, a bit of scragging. The ball comes down towards the Italian stallion, Silvio Faschini. He gets the ball across the round. Now he gets it out towards Tony Moore, but a bit far as Teasdale comes in. Teasdale picks up for the Swans. Gets the hand pass away. Now it comes out here towards uh, Taylor. Taylor back in towards the centre where it's all Collingwood. And the mark is taken by Worthington. Hand passes to Byrne. Byrne gives it across to Barham, who can use his pace. But he goes for a kick instead. Up towards Shaw, who's pushed in the back right in front of the umpire. And a free kick against Winbanks to Derek Shaw. About 45 metres out from goal. A little bit of frustration in the play there of young Winbanks. Ball relayed back to Shaw. Derek Shaw. 60 degree angle. That's 45 metres out on the right side of the ground for his left boot. And his kick is good. First goal of this third term. The Magpies kicked by Derek Shaw. And their second since quarter time. So it's the Swans by nine goals. They lead by 54 points at the 21 minute mark of the third term. They're 14, 16, 100. Collingwood 5-16-46. I don't know whether that's an ominous sign or not, but uh, certainly uh, I guess you fellas would both agree that that's probably the most attacking football Collingwood have played all day in scoring that goal. Doesn't say very much for them, John, because uh, Swans have got it again as they come out of the centre through Smith as he kicks the ball up forward. Chance there for Fasini, but Piet with the ball now for the Magpies. Spins out of trouble well. He's going to have to kick it now. He gets a scraggy old kick as the ball rolls into the, the centre of the ground. The Magpies coming forward again. Has the opportunity here for is it Burn over yeah. there? Taylor with it, but taken away from him by Paul Morwood. And the ball up to the half four line. Play on says the umpire Smith with the ball now. Gets the hand pass across to Mark Browning. Mark Browning with a long snap for goal coming off. His half-back line, but the kick is wide. One behind only. Again, disciplined, attacking football by the Swans. 14-17-101 to the Magpies. 5-16-46. 22 minutes played here in the third quarter as the kick-in comes towards the centre of ground. Punched away by Dacos, who's going kick-gathering again. Kicked off the ground by Mark Browning, who doesn't need to go kick-gathering. He knows how to get kicks. He's done it all day, and the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Midway between wing, half forward flank. Swans attacking area again. Punched away by Beecroft, but a chance there as the ball goes down to Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw gets a ball away to a teammate as it's punched away by from Peter Dacos. Dacos, the man that Collingwood relies on for so many goals on that forward line, has had very few touches today and he hasn't yet scored a goal. Boundary throw in. Beecroft gets in front, the ball is uh, palmed down, Lovett gets the hand pass to Ania, and Ania plays the ball back towards the centre of the ground. Greg Smith 
for Courageous Mark. He saw a Collingwood player running at him. Then gets the hand pass away to Pashini, who wasn't put down after he kicked it. The ball is tapped away. Chance here for Tony Shaw, who's playing a pretty useful game. He gets the quick hand pass away. The Maggies go forward. And standing in the road is Paul Maud, who's played a terrific game on Dacos. He gets the hand pass to Browning. There's that long, raking kick right down the ground. Round cleverly knocks the ball forward. Chance for the Swans through Wayne Carroll. Will he go for a hand pass? He does now to uh, Tony Morwood. Tony Morwood has a shot at goal. Now, I wasn't sure whether he was having a shot at goal or trying to pass the ball. I don't think he knew. He's a little bit of indecision in the mind of Tony Morwood. And he put it offline and through for a behind. 1-2, his tally in the Swans. 14-17, 21 to 5, 16-46. 24 minutes into the third term here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Miles fumbled just a little. Beecroft uh, puts him under pressure. The big fellow plays it pretty well. As he knocks the ball along the ground and over the line out of bounds. Well played by Barry Beecroft to show pace, desperation and the endeavour to knock the ball along the ground there. As Teasdale and Beecroft come in for this boundary throw-in. Teasdale gets it down very cleverly. Dalkin, a good player in this term, gets the hand pass away to uh, Ania or Williams. Williams it is getting the hand pass to Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw puts the Maggies into attack. Off, over the pack, a chance uh, here for Paul Morwood. Who was tripped? This time it'll be paid. And Paul Morwood, about 30 metres from uh, his defensive goal, gets the free kick for the Swans. Nisham makes position, or is it Browning? Doesn't matter. Paul Morwood plays the ball back towards Reese Jones. Up in front, takes the mark, decides to play on. Cool as you like. Long hand pass to Browning. Browning gets around Dalton and gets the hand pass to Pashini. Pashini is forced to kick hurriedly and high. Up towards full forward, off the hands of the pack. Chance for Carroll. Knocks the ball into Braddy. In comes Wright. Gets the ball out the round round. Cleverly, that's good play. Gets it across to Braddy who slips over at the crucial moment. And the ball is knocked through from behind by Craig Stewart. And Braddy with a full head of steam up behind Goldwood slipped at that crucial moment. 14, uh, 14 19, 103, the 5, 16, 46, 25 and a half minutes, third term at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Oh, the unlucky Swans that time, but the ball comes out to where the, the mark is taken by David Rees-Jones on the second grab. Play on, says the umpire. What's he going to do? Yes, Rees-Jones did play on. He was tackled, and the free kick, the resultant free kick, will go to the Magpies Worthington. He gets the ball out, and Collingwood this time will run through Anir. As Anir kicks the ball up towards the half-forward line, struggling there to keep his feet is Derek Shaw, but um, in the meantime, David Ackerley comes in, kicks the ball across the face of goal for the Swans, gets them out of trouble. There's a race towards the forward line, towards the, the ball there, as Miles under a pack, and Miles for Collingwood will take the free kick. Jeff Miles, who started off pretty well, but um, has been another disappointing player for, for the Magpies today. He's come back into play in the last three or four minutes, but where's he been for the rest of the game? Jeff Miles with a chance now, 30 metres out on a very acute angle, deep in the forward pocket, between forward and half forward, kicks across the front of goal, going to land it in the square, pack of players, and flying at the back of that pack is Wingbanks, who runs away from the pack with the ball, grabs it and kicks it up to the half-back line and safely there is Greg Smith. A good mover for the Swans. Greg Smith dummies around a player, that player in Barham, gets the kick up forward and the Swans are looking good every time they move into attack because this time it's Tony Morwood who takes the mark. Tony Morwood with a kick up towards Round. Round being bullocking, bull, with a lot of bullocking play. In front was Wayne Carroll. He's dispossessed 
by Mark Williams and finally the Magpies come out of a defence through Wally Lovett. He runs 25 metres, is grabbed by Fasini, loses the ball, the umpire says you grabbed him too high and Wally Lovett, the lucky Wally Lovett, will take the free kick. His high floating punt goes towards centre half forward, it clears the pack going after it is Paul Morwood. Cleverly traps the ball. Who's he going to give it to? Across to Browning. Browning, uh, here's Windbank's call for it. And the Swans once more out of danger. There's uh, Swan players everywhere. As uh, the kick is a good one, oh, Bernie Evans drops the sitter. Dalkin comes in, but Evans cleverly taps the ball back into an open space. Here's a chance for Dennis Carroll. Can he control the ball? In comes Fasini. Dennis Carroll plays the ball in front of him. Gathers it half forward. Under pressure, has a hurried kick at goal and is well offline. And it is through for a behind. So the Swans move along to 14 goals, 20, which is 104, 5, 16, 40 Collingwood, 28 minutes gone in the third term here at the Sydney Cricket Ground, kicked in by Stewart, straight down the ground, and Barry Breecroft juggles three or four times, couldn't hold the mark, trip, and as soon as we say they aren't playing too many trips, the near gets one for just that infringement. Plays the ball out to where Rayburn makes good space. Marks at half forward, goes to play on and takes one fortnight to get rid of it. Is not penalised. Reese Jones gets a hand pass away, comes back to Byrne who ducks his head. He takes another fortnight to get rid of it. Reese Jones comes in and umpire Robinson will bounce the ball. Bit lucky there, John, you think? Bit lucky, yes. Byrne's obviously now down uh, on a half forward flank or certainly in the pocket. And you can easily see he's a back and by the way, move by the way, moved around when he uh, had possession of the ball down there on the forward line. Teasdale with a tap out, knocks it out to a former teammate, but Teasdale with it this time, gets the hand pass across to Barham, but Barham's kick on the three-quarter time siren goes right across the face of goal, and really, that kick summed up the Magpies quarter, because they are not in this game. The three-quarter time score shows the Sydney Swans, 14 goals, 20, 104, Collingwood, 5 goals, 16, 46. 14, 20, 104 to 5, 16, 46. Goal kickers for the Swans, 6 to Barry Round, 3 to Carroll, and 1 each to, De 3 to Wayne Carroll, and 1 each to Dennis Carroll, Braddy, Tony Morwood, Wright, and Paul Morwood. For Collingwood, 2 goals to Anir kicked in the first quarter, then 1 goal each to Teasdale, Worthington, and Derek Shaw. Three-quarter time. The Swans lead by 58 points here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. 14-20-104 to 5-16-46. The comment, John Caulfield. Well, I guess uh, if we, we've been giving uh, Collingwood a fairly hard time all day, and it'd be fair to suggest that at least in the third quarter they did come back a little. They certainly uh, have contained South Melbourne. I think South Melbourne kicked three goals that quarter. Uh, to Collingwood's one, but Collingwood are still lacking the ability to, of a player up forward to take a mark. On, on so many occasions we've seen Collingwood go forward from good play from their half-backs and from players such as Barham and Delcom particularly in that quarter, only to find that when it gets down onto their uh, half-forward line, you've got players like Ackerley, and Browning continuing to, continuing to clear the ball and when you've got a winning set of line with Greg Smith playing extremely well in that position it makes it uh, almost impossible for Collingwood. Collingwood 
do certainly look in disarray. I don't know what they can do to improve their position. I, when you look down here from the commentator's box, you can see Tommy Hafey there in the middle of the players trying to whip up a bit of enthusiasm, but I'm afraid, I think at this point of time, it's all a bit of a lost cause. It was interesting to note that before the game, both the uh, cheer squads had their uh, banners out and uh, one on the back of the South Melbourne banner, it, uh, it said that uh, Collingwood were what you call daydream believers. And I'm afraid that uh, this is very much the case today. And in the case of the, uh, the Collingwood banner, they reversed that around and it said, uh, you sold your soul. Well, if they've sold their soul to... I must uh, admit that they've sold it to the Sydney people because they've got tremendous support up here. Their enthusiasm and their understanding, particularly when they go for the ball, is as good as I've seen for a South Melbourne side for, for quite some time. They, they've got good little players. They've got Round at uh, full forward, who's the focal point. They've got Carter in the ruck. They've got also Beecroft in the ruck. And even these players, these players, particularly Carter and Beecroft, couldn't be considered fast players, but they're even showing a yard of pace today and are, and are a lot quicker than their Collingwood opponents. I guess if you look at Collingwood, they've had one or two good players, one or two players that have really tried their heart out all day and uh, one couldn't go past Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw, I believe, has done everything to try and lift this site, which, of course, we all know is faulting. Another player that's done well is, well, that's tried to bring Collingwood back in the game is... Uh, is Allen. Uh, the other players, I'm afraid, uh, have not really put in too much today. John Caulfield commenting at three-quarter time. The score here, 14-20-104. The Swans to 5-16-46. Collingwood, that's a 58-point lead to the Swans. And uh, three-quarter time, we've been joined by a former New South Wales rugby uh, representative, John Bay, who also is into uh, sports psychology. John, I believe this is your first Australian football game. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. Um, you found it a pretty good spectacle? Yeah, yeah. Spectator-wise, it's a very good game. Uh, obviously, uh, completely different uh, from rugby, but do you think that uh, with the Swans playing here every couple of weeks, it's uh, going to be uh, a viable... Uh, a sporting code in the winter for Sydney people? I think so. The crowd here today uh, seemed to reflect that uh, view. Uh, there's a very good crowd supporting this game and uh, I think just like in rugby it's a free-flowing game and uh, a spectacle uh, you know, for the public of Sydney. John, uh, as I mentioned, you're into uh, sports psychology. It seems to have uh, taken off in quite a big way in Melbourne. Is uh, there the same interest in, in Sydney and the uh, sports psychology, the senior rugby league and uh, rugby clubs uh, becoming involved in it? Very much so. I worked with Parramatta last year who won the premiership and uh, I was involved with them uh, leading up to the grand final which they won and uh, this year I've been with uh, <clears throat> a lot of tennis players and a lot of uh, uh, rugby sides, team sports and individuals, sports psychology or the mental training aspect which is more to the point uh, is something that uh, is being taken seriously in Sydney sport and something that uh, I think uh, could contribute to Australian uh, sport performance because no longer uh, can we really rely on the physical training uh, aspect of sport. We've got to look at the mental side to compete with countries like East Germany and America who have put 
the mental training aspect is such value within regard to the last Olympic Games and things like that. John, I guess one of the problems you find as a sports psychologist, psychiatrist, psychologist, yes. psychologist yes. is um, for some of the old-time people in sport to understand exactly what you're doing and to uh, right. get people like yourself involved. Right. Well, you know, mental training is, or sports psychology is about what happens in the mind before a game, how they mentally prepare themselves for a game, get the attitude, the motivation together what happens during a game and more importantly what happens after a game because a lot of athletes uh, after a game seem to replay in their minds the negative aspects of their game rather than the positive uh, aspects and this is something that I'm working on particularly with tennis players that uh, the memory of a, of a game can influence the next game and if it's positive then it's going to add to their confidence if it's negative it's going to be detrimental to their confidence and it's something like Australian rules it's very important because uh, of such, it's an individual game as well as a team game, and uh, these components are important. Well, I'm confident about my call for the last quarter, Graham. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I'm confident about the Swans going on to win. John, thanks for uh, popping up to uh, join us at three-quarter time. Good luck with your sports psychology. Thanks very and, much, And I uh, hope you uh, continue to enjoy Australian football as well as your rugby. Thanks very much, Graham. Okay, we're about to start the final term here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. The Swans, 104. Collingwood 46, the Swans by 58 points, and the confident Gareth Andrews takes over. Derek Shaw going for the tap out, and he gets it for Collingwood, and Collingwood move into attack, but no, that attack is quickly stemmed as Max Cruz comes up with the ball, and a chance here for the Swans again, as Wayne Carroll kicks the ball, it's smothered, Tony Shaw in there for Collingwood, boots it across the ground, in front is Reese Jones, he loses the ball, he grabs Barham as he runs past him, Play on, says the umpire, as Barham running out far and wide on the Sydney wing. Can't pick the ball up. He's under a lot of pressure from Rhys Jones. That pressure finally became too much because Rhys Jones got on into his back and Barham will take the free kick. And Barham really tried everything there and the pressure was maintained by Rhys Jones. It's a pressure that's been maintained by the Swans all day. Over Nishan's hands as the Swans come through again. Defensive play by Rod Carter, who's been a great player again for... Fullest ones, and this time the kick is taken by Taylor. Taylor at centre half back for Collingwood, puts the ball up towards centre half forward. Getting in front there is Craig Stewart, and Stewart playing at centre half forward takes the mark. Would have been nice if they could have kept him in attack, uh, I think, all day, Gareth. He was a player who was giving them a bit of bite at centre half forward, but he had to be moved down to Barry Round. Oh, a ball burster by Stewart, makes the distance, but just offline. And he kicked the ball from inside the centre square. First score of the final term, a behind kick by Craig Stewart. So they go to 5-17, 47 Collingwood to 14-20, Swans. A long kick in there by Carter, right into the centre square. Off hands to Byrne. Byrne puts Collingwood back into attack. A chance for Stewart, but it's stumped away by Cruz. Tony Shaw played his heart out, knocks it on to Lovett. Lovett a hand pass to Stewart, who straightens up and fires it right through the centre. And a goal kicked by big Craig Stewart. So the Magpies start the final term quite brightly with a behind and then a goal. They go to 6-17-53 to the Swans 14-20-104. And that is a 51-point lead to the Swans. Two minutes gone in this final term. As mentioned by you, Graham, uh, Stewart did start off on the, on the forward line for Collingwood. But uh, because of the... Uh, 
the South Melbourne attack and what it was. He was taken down onto the back line, but uh, he's back at centre-half forward and he could give them a little bit of bite, but whether it's going to be enough to uh, to make up this deficit, I'd, uh, I'd be surprised if it was. Ball bounced again in the centre of the ground, and this time Beecroft gets it. In comes Reese jones taken away by him. Neeson with a chance, but finally Stevie Wright with the ball, kicks it across towards the centre of the ground. Max Cruz has it. He goes off, back to Stevie Wright. Right with a long hand pass to Neesham. He can steady on his left foot as he puts it up towards Round and Worthington. Punched away by Worthington. Ball is on the deck. Chance there for Round as he swept off his feet just as he went to kick it. Worthington with the ball gets it out to Taylor. Taylor just snaps the ball across to where, uh, to where Ricky Barham takes the ball. Half-back flank for the Magpies. Barham with a kick now. Kicking it up towards the wing. Banks there flying. Grabs for the second time. Can't get it. Finally coming away with the ball is Greg Smith. Smith pick, kicks it up towards the half-forward line and the ball goes over the boundary line and it will be a free kick to the Magpies. Magpies coming out of defence again as the ball goes up towards the half-forward line. It's all the Swans as it's punched away, this time from Stewart, but finally taken by Tony Shaw. Good play by Shaw as he feeds the hand pass through to... A, to Chris Dolkin. Chris Dolkin with a kick up forward on the ground here, knocked through in a defensive role by David Ackley. He saw that the Swans were in trouble, so he knocked the ball through for a behind. Happy to give that behind away because the Collingwood team away behind. Collingwood 618-54, Swans 14-20-104. Browning kicks in, Breecroft the target, but he pushes a Collingwood player out. But uh, no, there's going to be a free to Rod Carter. Well, there you are. Carter has it at half back on the other side. Into the centre of the ground he goes. The moving player there in Tony Moorwood. He was spoilt, but he uh, has good recovery. Fakes the hand pass to Cruz, which enables him to get a little bit of respite to get the ball up towards half forward. The ball is knocked on for the Swans in a bit of open space. Bashuni is the speedster, but Worthington coming from up the ground, the last line of defence, forces the ball across the line for a throw in. About 30 metres from the behind post. Right forward pocket for the Swans who are 14, 20, 104, and they lead by 50 points because the Magpies are 6, 18, 54. The board is tapped down. It's Graham Allen taking it. A high, rain-making left footer. Back towards the wing position. All up, none down. Kicked off the ground now by Tony Shaw into a bit of open space. Miles the chance. He kicks it off the ground. The boundary line will win out. The ball goes across the line in front of the ladies' stand where the interchange the players uh, move onto the ground for another throw in. The Magpies slightly into the attacking zone. Although the boundary umpire would have us believe otherwise. It's the boundary throw in. Shaw and Beecroft, that is D. Shaw, down to Stewart. Stewart a hand pass to Tony Shaw, who kicks with his right boot up towards half forward. Banks comes out, pushes the ball back basketball fashion. And there's a good tackle on a Collingwood player by Cruz. The Collingwood player was Dolgan. And umpire Howe will bounce the ball. Now the... Uh, he blew the whistle for the bounce to take place about half a metre inside the line, so he moves about five metres in from the line. It's grabbed in that uh, bounce by Derek Shaw. Reese Jones on the bottom of the pack is uh, grabbed by Wally Lovett, and umpire Howe once more will bounce. 104 to 54, the Swans by 50 points, six minutes final term. The way they've started off this quarter, they could be playing out time. I think the Swans will be happy to do that because they're well in front as Barry B. Croft.